The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing? Testies? Testies? One, two, three? Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. Fucker. I like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit bad podcast. Fuck those monkeys. Welcome back to another episode of Legit Bat Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. Ben. I'm the fly on the wall. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, you all did it though. That's going to work <laughs> really well in like six episodes when we finally remember to do that every time. But our guest today is Shook Daddy, aka Dan from Cosmic Keys. And we've talked to him before, but today we're going to kind of do a little something different. So Dan does an astrology podcast. And he does weekly forecasts. It's one of my go-to listens on Mondays. And it's not because I think he's correct at all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it's it's because I like listening to that, like the star thing, like viewpoint for the week. And then just see how it lines up. And a lot of times it lines up pretty fucking close. It's crazy how many times it does. So uh, you can check his show out wherever you get podcasts. He's also on Rockfin here with us. So, Dan, anything else you want to cover uh, as far as your intro goes and how hungover you are or whatever? Um, no, I don't think so. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I guess I'll throw it out there early. Um, I, I made an astrology wall calendar. And for, for the legit bat listeners, if you go to my website and order it, there's, it's, I can give you um, a 30% off promo code legit 23 nice um, so that's for all all the fans out there but thanks for having me guys i'm stoked to hang out again it's last time we hung out you were on my show joe and jen were um my rockfin show speakeasy and i've been listening to you guys like i a lot of the podcast lately i've had to unsubscribe from or i'm just like no no more no more but i i you guys have have survived you guys i still oh, listen good. To. good to know i, I yeah so uh, i haven't been unfriended no yeah and and it's like i like what you guys are doing so it's cool awesome. oh, yeah, yeah i you. forgot to bring that up actually that's kind of one of the reasons we uh scheduled this is to promote his calendar that he made and he was kind enough to send us one last year and i still have it out in my uh kitchen and it's really cool because it, it, and even if you don't know much about astrology it kind of shows you where the alignments are with the planets and all that stuff and i mean you can look into the depths of what that means individually or broad spectrum but that's why i like dan's view on it is because he doesn't go into the real the the typical 
astrology thing like you get an app that's like oh scorpio today you'll be faced with an important you know decision or whatever all these stupid oh, things like no. he doesn't go into the minutiae of that it's more like saturn's here and the mars is there and that means that these two aspects are going to kind of you know be together and then it's going to kind of wane as the week goes on and then this happens and we i don't can let him do all that babe that was right. a good try though no i know right? no <laughs> joe I'm, I'm saying, this is how i hear it i that's exact. i hate that shit i remember when smartphones first thing and i would look it up and it was like by the way <laughs> you're ferocious when when you don't like somebody but you're just the sweetest person if they get on your good side it's like okay so i'm the best of so both worlds um is that kind of like country songs with i love your greenish bluish brownish blackish eyes like is it something for everybody like go fuck yourself i want to hear it's like no you're a piece of shit this year because those two things are going to influence you to do really bad stuff. Stay inside. Don't be an asshole. Okay, that's you're, fair. You're going to have watery shits. This week's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Be honest with me. So, yeah, let's start out. So, like I said, it's going to be a little something different because uh, he pulled up our natal charts and we sent him all of our info. Ben uh, sent me his birth year as 1900 because he's retarded and doesn't know his own birth year. I fat fingered so it. What I do you want? Yeah, I fixed it. So let's start with that. And we'll start with Lene if you want, because she said she's never had her natal chart read before. So why don't we start with her? Why not? Yeah. Do you want me to share? Well, I don't know how. First of all, some people don't want the world to really know their birth data. But are you guys OK with that? Like having I your. I don't care. OK. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not important. It don't matter. Throw it up. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Let me. Sh I could share Where's the screen. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I think I can. Um, it should be. This is such a thing. Every time on Zoom, they like, change it all the time. It? Yeah, no. They're all we're I gonna see, fuck with. Oh people. wait, yeah, you can. There's a huge. There's just a huge button in the middle that says share screen, huh? <laughs> yeah, the green one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, this is Lene. Y'all see that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Lene. Sagittarius rising for so this chart basically is like a, a 360 degree wheel and the top half of the wheel if you could imagine is kind of like the sky above like so the left side at the ascendant point right here is the east eastern horizon so where the sky begins so everything above here would be like if you're looking up and everything below is kind of what's below the horizon so Lene was born at night. So that's a night chart. And she's she's Sagittarius rising. Um, so the rising sign is like the the starting point of everything, really. And the ruling planet of Sagittarius is Jupiter, and she has Jupiter in Pisces. So the first thing that stood out about Lene's chart is she's got a lot of planets in good shape. Like all these little glyphs here on the chart are the different planets and with the birth time like that's what made it a sagittarius rising so that's what puts sagittarius right here that's like the red part capricorn down here and that like determines the the order of the houses in the chart and because it was like 11:47 p.m. the sun in aries is like below the horizon so it's nighttime it's dark out if you were to look up at the sky, which is like the upper half of the wheel, there the sun is not up there. So therefore it's it's night. So does that make sense for like how the chart is laid out? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah you're sure. saying yeah. that that middle line is basically the horizon. So when she was born, that sun is on the farther end down below the horizon. Yeah, exactly. So if if she was if she was born, you know, like four hours earlier, it would have or however many hours earlier, like if she was born at like 5 p.m. in November, the sun would be setting and it would be above in the upper half right. of the wheel. But OK, so all of these little points are the planets themselves and all of these little sections with like the green, yellow, blue and red are the the signs of the zodiac. And all the signs are one of the four elements, earth, air, fire, water. So like earth is green. So Taurus is green. Air is yellow. Gemini is yellow. Blue is water. Cancer is water. And red is fire. That's Leo. So that's just what I kind of walked through. But all these little points are the planets. So the chart shows what sign the planet was in, how far into the sign the planet was in, and then like where it was in the sky, like from where you were. So we casted the chart from Los Angeles. So at 11.47 p.m. on April 5th, like the sun was below the horizon in Aries at 16 degrees in the fifth house. So it was like that time of the day where it was this the sun was turning in like below the horizon, you know, a little bit before midnight. So the chart shows what sign these little points were in and then like where from the location that it's cast from did it fall. So that's why the time is really important. And the rising sign was like Sagittarius on the the eastern horizon. Um that's like the starting point of like the rising people people are like oh my sun sign i was born in april you know i'm an aries but the rising sign is actually kind of more important in a way but back to what i was getting at Linnae's chart has a lot of planets that are in good shape there there's there's certain areas of the the zodiac that certain planets like to be in they either rule the sign that they're in or they're considered exalted so I'll just go down the line. Venus in Taurus. That's Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So she does good. Venus is the planet of relationships. So that's a strong Venus. Sun in Aries. Aries is, or uh, the sun is exalted in Aries. So that's another good thing. Mercury in Pisces. Mercury is, that's actually the only te technically like not good condition because Mercury rules Virgo. And when it's opposite, which is like six months away or just opposite on the wheel. That's opposition, that's, right? I know from yeah, well, yes. that's that's the aspect. So like if you can picture Mercury is ruling this turf up here, Virgo, Virgo season is like the end of summer where everybody's getting their shit together, like the harvest and all of that. Pisces season, which we're in right now, is the end of winter where you're taking you know, a two hour Sunday nap, like not giving a shit because it's like that time of year, you know? you're not it's not back to school it's not really anything you're like waiting for the spring to arrive so you're just kind of like sleepy and dreamy and whatever so like mercury not on winter but really it's just any sunday any given sunday but yeah anyway yeah yeah for sure um but i literally did that today so i'm just throwing that out there but but yeah mercury is like the logical planet the mental planet of like binary data it's logic it's communication it's speech so that's why it's in reverse for me yeah. So for you, you have like the chill, like dreamy, it, you, the way you communicate and think is not, 
it's more poetic than technically like logical. Um, your moon is also in Pisces and Jupiter is in Pisces and Jupiter is like the most positive planet in general. It's like the planet of good luck, good fortune, expansion. The greater have, beneficent. Is that what you call the, it? Yeah. The greater benefic. So like Jupiter <laughs> is you and Joe have, uh, you both have Jupiter and Pisces cause you guys were both born in 86. Um, so yeah, Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces. So that's another good one. Mars is in Capricorn. Mars is considered exalted in Capricorn. Um, and then you have Saturn and Uranus in the first house Sagittarius. So I just like the, uh, these points throughout the chart are like the planetary points. And you definitely have a lot of well-placed planets. So like the Venus stuff, planet of relationships, you know, in Taurus, Venus is like at home in Taurus. Venus as your planet can function well in her home turf. The sun in Aries, Aries is the first day of spring. The sun is like the shining light. It's like your ego. So it's like the first day of spring. The sun likes being there. Jupiter in Pisces, Pisces is like a spiritual woo woo, um, like watery flowy sign. Jupiter likes to be in there. And then Mars in Capricorn, Capricorn is like the, the sign of the mountain goat, like ascending to the top of the mountain and Mars is the planet of like action and willpower. So Mars likes that placement too. So it's showing for Linne, like a lot of these subjects in your life, like relationships, your ego, your sense of hope, your sense of optimism and your ambition can like function well, you know? Um, so that's like, hmm. that's what stood out to me. Um, immediately was just that you have like good well-placed planets in the chart um you have like pisces down here is in the fourth house so the first house like i said represents you the individual so you're jupiter ruled that's what we say you look at the ruler ruling planet of the first house and then say that planet is technically the most important planet in the chart so you have Jupiter in Pisces, which is good. It's a strong placement in the fourth house of the home close to your moon. So I could see you being like either like a homebody or like a um, kind of like a family values or like family, like, you know, the, the fourth house is like the sanctuary, you know, opposite is the 10th house, which is like the 10th house is the highest point in the sky. So this is like the top of the sky at this moment was, was Virgo that night you were born. And then the most hidden part of the, the chart is the fourth house, which is like, you know, the, the nest. So you have Jupiter and the moon there. So even your emotion, the moon is like your emotions and it's um it's kind of like, this, I could see you being just like kind of like a an at home like mystic because Pisces is very kind of like mystical and kind of like flowy and creative and all of that. Um, and your your Mercury is down there too, so like your mind is kind of home focused and home centric. But I'm just rambling. But like the the theory of astrology is that each month of the year is like a vibe, and that these planets like symbolically do good in certain vibes do worse in other vibes and mercury like i said not as logical 
in Pisces. So yeah, it, 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 the way Mercury in Pisces like thinks and communicates isn't as binary, like yes, no, like true, false. It's like a lot of maybe. So yep. if you find yourself like questioning or second guessing, like think about, okay, all the time. well, th- I was going to say, think about the home and the family. And like, is that sort of like creating a bias in the way you're viewing things and in the way that Always. and it's square Uranus too. So it's erratic. Uranus is an erratic, explosive, surprising energy. So you could just like, I, I could definitely, I could see your mind kind of like being like a little bit all over the place and a, a little bit illogical, but that can, in a in th- that, that can make you a good person to like, quote unquote, think outside the box or like be poetic, artistic. Like I would definitely, if you have any like creative hobbies or pursuits, you could definitely like express really well with this, but um, yeah, it's, it's not like super good with being truly logical and truly like binary, I guess. Cause Mercury, even when you think of Gemini, the twins, like Mercury rules, Gemini communication is like back and forth binary. Um, and the, the two hey, don't fish. hold back, dude. You can you can just say what you mean. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. think logically thinking is overrated anyway. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, for sure. We all know I'm not logical. I'm very open about it. It's fine. But like like I said, you um your your north node is in the sixth house of like daily work. You can really gr- I, I think life is gonna teach you to be more grounded and uh check things off your list, take care of your health and body. Like, it, and I have this too. Boy, so it could be like you run into health problems that teach you, like you have to figure out mm-hmm. a way to like, Oh, this food has been giving me like chronic blah, blah, blah. And I had to do like a year of experimentation to figure out how to like get healthy. It's it, that's what I see the North node in the six. Yep. Um, but your Venus is powerful. So like you, you, you understand relationships in Taurus is like a, a down to earth, like in the senses type of sign. So like you're being drawn in that direction and your relationships are in that wheelhouse too. So with relationships, you're actually also, like I said, checking things off the list, treating it like a, a daily routine. Like, oh, I forgot to, you know, do this today with you, you Ben and you guys are together, right? Ben and Lene. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know, checking things off the list for Ben for like, Oh, I forgot to like, not, I don't know. It's a, it's a awkward thing to like explain, but it's kind of like treating relationships like, um, it's a tasks, daily effort, daily, effort mm-hmm. daily experimentation with like what works, what doesn't. It's yeah. kind of like it's probably true with every everybody though. I mean, but I mean, it could be totally, to a yeah, yeah, extent, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's uh, so Ben's got to go pretty work. soon. So uh, let's move on to Ben's chart, and then uh, yeah, no, we can do ours afterwards. If Ben has to leave after that, that's fine. But we can move on to ours afterwards. So we'll go with Ben's second, so that we can do okay, it. Okay, cool. 
and we can so, and that'll be easier too so we can see how it relates to Lene's chart too yeah so you guys see ben yeah it looks chaotic as fuck i would expect nothing less got a Mine lot of shit fucking pointing in my seventh house yeah so seventh house is seventh you have a, a stellium in libra in the seventh house you like Lene, have a strong venus because the two signs that venus rules is taurus and libra you have venus and libra your moon is in libra um and because so you're in aries rising so you're mars ruled and your mars is in uh the third house gemini now ben for you most recently like just to relate to what's happening currently with the stars like mars has been in gemini since august and it went retrograde starting around halloween and you have mars in gemini um at 14 degrees so the mars like all these planets i guess not all of them the sun and the moon don't go retrograde but all the planets at a certain point go retrograde mars goes retrograde every two years but it went retrograde um in your chart where your natal mars is so okay i'm fucking retarded what do you mean by retrograde retrograde is when in the sky like all everything is moving um chronologically like you know from aries to taurus it's it, everything moves through these degrees okay. but because of because of the rotation of the the planets at certain points because they're like elliptical Long story short, from our point of view on Earth, they stop and move backwards through the the wheel. Everything is usually moving through, like the the sun and the moon always move through the wheel chronologically. Okay. But then certain planets have different retrograde cycles where they move backwards in the degrees. So Mars entered Gemini uh, in August and then made it all the way to the end. And then it, right around Halloween, stationed retrograde and started moving backwards through gemini then in january stationed direct and then started moving forward again and it's not until march 24th i think that mars leaves gemini and goes into cancer so because you're in aries rising and because uh mars is in gemini right now that transit would have affected you more so I'm a score. Like I said, I'm a Scorpio rising. So I have my ruling planet is also Mars. And I don't know, did anything happen like energy wise? Like a lot of, because Mars is like your, your driving force. It's like the spunk. It's like, you're like, fi it's a fired up. It's like, what gets you out of bed in the, in the morning? It's exerting your energy in the world. And when it goes retrograde, that that's like a disruption to that. So I don't know. If you if if late 2022 was particularly like difficult for you or anything, actually, there was uh, after 18 months of basically working 60 hours a week um, right at the beginning of December um, of 2022, I had to postpone and pay a late fee for rent, which I've never had to do before. Um Financially, it has been tight because all of my overtime went away. Uh, tax return wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be to catch up. Like, yeah, th that that on that side, it it is everything else. No. 
Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that that like I said, Aries rising. So um I was describing like the first day of spring energy. It's like Mars is the the planet of war and conflict. So it's like, you know, an aggressive um confrontational energy that that is like in your first house. So you're ruled by Mars um, and it's in Gemini. So it's really a war of words. So the whole Mars, like I said, Mars is going to, it's, it's out of its retrograde now, but a lot of people in late 2022, you know, for certain people, it was like an injury for certain people. It was um, just kind of like low energy. Um, But either way, that that's your ruling planet. And on March 24th, it'll be out of your third house. And again, the third house is like related to communication. So that's, that's like where I'll, I guess I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause it's kind of more recent. Um, there were other things going on too, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if, I mean, I, I definitely mm-hmm. went through it. I got, so I was mm-hmm. like, you forgot, huh? the um and it and it's i don't know mars retrograde transits it's like in a, a in a best case scenario your mars is like you're like energetic awake you know Always. ready to fire it up ready to like fight money. quote unquote but when it's retrograde it's like moving backwards it's kind of like rewinding and reversing and it makes you revisit whatever you were kind of working on so even in the third house, like I said, third house is your neighbors, your neighborhood. It's more of the, the trade school, um, you know, jack of all trades, practical skills versus opposite is the ninth house, which is like PhD level, like deep studies. Um, but yeah, you and and you have this stellium up here in um, the seventh house. So I don't know you. I would assume you're like. I mean, you're in you're in a relationship right now, but certain people are like more relationship centric than others. Um, kind of a negative way to describe it would be like codependent, but it's it's not like oh you're like codependent, you're like so weak. It's just like no, it's actually like other people are actually very important to you. That's even the sign of Libra itself because Libra right. is like the scales. It's in. Libra season is the first day of fall. So it's uh pumpkin spice latte season. It's like beautiful. It's That's ruled by ben. Venus. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, you're Ben. I mean, on the surface, Ben is Aries. So Ben is like the first to say, Fuck you. You know, it's Mars. Ruled. Mars ruled um, Mars in the communication sign of Gemini. But like, I, uh, um, other people are really important for you. Like so in, in the seventh house, it's like wife is usually the go-to. It's like a long-term relationship or it's an official relationship. It could also be like a business partnership. The fifth house is, um, which you have Jupiter in, in Leo. The fifth house is like flings and romance and, and games and fun and pleasures. It's just like carefree, loose. And the seventh house is like, we're signing a prenup. This is real. Like we're really together, but it's also just in a very general sense, like other people. Cause the first house is you, the individual 
the other people is what's opposite that because everything gotcha. in the wheel is like very yin and yang. You also have um, Saturn, Uranus. You have Saturn conjunct uh, the midheaven point in the 10th house Capricorn also with Neptune and Uranus. So people born in the early nineties all pretty much have Neptune and Uranus kind of together. So like, I know a lot, I'm, I'm a little, I was born in 87. So my Uranus was still in Sagittarius, but, um, so you're, so the, the two, you, a lot, a lot of your chart is in focused areas so like that's what i was gonna ask you about is i was like it seems like it's very uh regimented into a cross section yeah and the cross section like right that's why i said with Lene um that she's a she's a sagittarius rising and now saturn is moving through the the mutable signs um you're like those the first fourth seventh and tenth houses in this cross are the most important technically like everything in between is kind of like secondary um but these are the the main subjects of life which is the first house is you the individual fourth house home and family seventh house partnership or other people or long-term relationships tenth house is career like career in the big sense the sixth house um which is where Linnae's venus and north node was is like the work the daily work but the 10th house is like capital C career. Like what is my legacy? It's the most visible part of the whole chart. Um, in this point, the midheaven point is technically the highest point in the sky. So that's kind of like a sensitive point that's related to career and public image. So you have Saturn in Capricorn up there. Again, Saturn uh, is the ruler of Capricorn and you, um, but you're, you would be considered i think you would be a night chart but either way um so like your saturn return which was from like 2018 to 2022 um was somehow related to career and like so whatever lesson you had to learn back then mm-hmm. was more about your career with Lene, it was about herself as an ind- individual, even though it sounds like having a, a child was like what <laughs> what taught that selfhood lesson. Yours was like all about the career in the, the big sense. So it, um, I mentioned that the outer planets are not technically a part of like the traditional scheme of astrology. So like they're these far out planets that um just kind of float through space and then change signs every like 12 years you know so but in the early 90s uranus and neptune were together so like everybody your age has that uranus neptune neptune is kind of like the imagination gone wild it's very ungrounded it's it's like not reality it's kind of like fantasy and it can be delusional and uranus is this rebellious shaking things up force that you know is a rebellious kind of revolutionary innovative thing that that doesn't that wants to shake things up and then so these are two outer planets that everybody in the 90 early 90s had kind of together so y'all are all kind of 
similar and i i don't know my younger brother and his friends all have this and i thought you were going to say y'all are kind of stupid because that's what i was going for but that's i was going to say it's it's like a i see it as like a partying and a substance abuse thing like i mean it's not to say that it's not to say that people that don't have that don't party or don't have substance abuse but it's i that's just my observation like the kids like we would party and i i don't even know who would party harder but i think people that are like your age had just like more of like a a kind of like a a deep draw to like that's exactly and get fucked up what i was just about to ask was was it more of like a stronger draw, therefore a stronger struggle to negate the draw because that draw is stronger. Yeah. I'm, I I was just bringing that up as like, you know, because these are generational planets. So right. like Uranus and Neptune just came together for a while in the beginning of the nineties, but then Saturn was there too. So Saturn is the serious responsible planet. Um, and f- so f- what I was getting at with you is the the 10th house is the house of career and Capricorn is the like CEO energy. It's an ambitious sign and Saturn being there is kind of a good thing. You know, it's, it's putting strictness on your acro- approach to career. It's putting responsibility and patience on your career. It's still the greater malefic. So it's hard, but it's close to your midheaven point in your 10th house in Capricorn. So you've got like the drive and the serious like long-term planning for your career, but you and everyone else your age also has Uranus and and Neptune there. So that kind of that kind of causes a little confusion and, and a little bit of uh erratic perspective to your career. So on the one hand, like I said, you're uh focused and you're like serious and, and you want to be ambitious and you want to be it in for the long game and you have like the shark mentality like i think capricorn is the first day of winter so it's literally starting from the bottom of the shortest day of the year and slowly climbing to reach the the mountaintop so like and it's that cold saturnian time of year so that's you're you yourself are not cold and saturnian you're more spicy and fiery and aries like but your career that that space is like there is i i could see you having you know being ambitious with that and taking it really seriously but just be i would say with with uranus and uh neptune together like be realistic and realize you're like, I'm like going overboard with these fantasies or these like wild inspirations or intuitions, like focus more on like the building block style of, of Saturn. But again, the, these are making a square to the relationship part of your chart, which is the most highlighted. So work like, the 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 cross the first house seventh house fourth house tenth house cross is like the the cornerstone of the wheel you know and it's the most important parts of people's lives i mean it's the most basic stuff like who you're with who you are where you live and what you do for work but the work relationship balance i think 
is key to be aware of and work on because you have Saturn squaring your Venus. So again, you have a strong Venus. You you are relationship centric. Um, you want like other people, even though you're like an independent like Aries rising that has that it, Aries is very independent. Aries is me, me, me. Libra is us, us, us. And it's like the time of year, the first day of spring. You're just like shooting out of cabin fever, like fuck everyone else. It's the first day of real, like warm weather. Squirrely. And Libra is like cuffing season almost. It's like the pretty leaves are changing. The pumpkin spice lattes are out. I want to get cozy with my special someone. Maggots. <laughs> right. So and that's the yin and yang. That's like the the Libra versus Aries. So and then the Capricorn, like I said, is the CEO vibe. So you your your Venus and Mercury are close together. So like you you again, Mercury is communication. So you can you can technically communicate um beautiful like beautifully like venus is the planet of beauty so like you actually if you wanted to can be poetic or just like diplomatic is really a good thing with libra because it's like let's all get along let's meet in the middle let's balance it out you would Mm -hmm. be correct on all fronts sir (laughs) and so like yeah you can like have a diplomatic way of communicating you can think in terms of other people really well even your moon like you these are all you know close enough together moon venus mercury sun so you really can be the diplomat even though you are the fighter first and foremost you're ruled by mars mars is in gemini so you are a word fighter but um relationships are relationships are important but they also are there's a a funky like work relationship balance that that are at odds with one another in a way like because venus Mm -hmm. is squaring saturn mercury is squaring saturn it's funny that you say that because when it comes to um i guess you could say execution of that i feel like i do it pretty well but the struggle with that is internal it's the idea of how much do I need to work to be a good provider? How much work do I give up to be a good um, significant other, a good father? And that's yeah. a mental thing for me. It's not, I wouldn't say that it's so much on execution. Uh, I, I, I would say that that is like a constant struggle with me. If I don't take the extra overtime at work, I feel like I'm not providing. If I take that extra yeah. overtime at work and I do it for a week, I feel like I'm neglecting my family. Totally. And I mean, that makes sense because Mercury is the thinking. Venus is the relationships. The moon is your feelings and the sun is your ego. And those are all blended together. Technically, they're all close together. So it's like one entity almost. So basically, Ben is just a walking clusterfuck, which I have suspected (laughs) from the time he was born. Yeah, I was going to say, I, mean, I, I don't know if I want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't say clusterfuck. I would definitely say like, you know, fo- there is a focus. There's a focus. Yeah, that's fair. I'm always focused for the most there's part. A f- 
focus on the and that's what that's if you were a totally spread out chart it would be like a little bit more a a little bit of everything but this the focus is really relationship and career so well so far you've hit pretty much everything on the head and this is from a subjective knowing of these people for quite some time so yeah (laughs) for us it's it's really crazy to hear it because these are things i could tell ben all day right and you would agree with so to have somebody else and it's not like we don't know you we've known you for a couple years but still to know the the intricacies of what they're talking about or what yeah i mean i listen to your guys show so i'm a little i i know i know your personalities from what you put (laughs) out and i i mean i don't i don't i'm not like listening like taking notes and and stuff but like i, I could not. definitely see, I, I i i hear the um well i heard the aries energy with ben because I, yeah. I i think ben you like to debate and stuff yes but even when i just was like oh you you can speak and and be diplomat like you your speech and your thoughts are actually kind of diplomatic like that uh, that makes more sense now I guess, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, the the work relationship balance is key, and it's it is a mental thing. Saturn is the heavy planet, and Mercury is the mind blending with the relationship, blending with your ego, blending with your your feelings. You know, so you're really you are a Libran person um, with all of this stuff, and that's probably a really good thing for Lene because like. You probably have a balancing well, act. You, well, you you there's a lot of focus on now. on her. <laughs> like some people have empty seventh houses and are like single all the time and like couldn't <laughs> give a fuck, you know, or or whatever. But um, yeah, it, I would definitely like with your career and even it, it, you you said you have kids. I do. So you have Jupiter in the fifth house, which is like, you know, also the house of kids. So like your kids really bring like the fun, expansive, like good vibes out. And, um, yeah, the interesting thing is your South node. Like I said, the South node is always opposite the North node mm-hmm. and the North nodes, what are you, what you're getting pulled towards? So your South node is in the fun fifth house space and you're getting pulled towards the 11th house space, which is actually more social. So that's saying that like you came in, I guess, with a happy-go-lucky child-like energy, but maybe like caring about social networks or caring about your friend group or caring or being invested in like networking is new territory that as you get older, you're going to get, you know, pulled more in that direction too. Um, And... What was the other thing? I was going to I was going to ask you, go ahead and finish your thought. But I was going to say, what's the eighth house and what's going on with that? So the eighth house is the second house. Taurus is where is considered your money. And the eighth what's opposite that the eighth house is other people's money. And that could mean inheritances, taxes um, or like shared business ventures i guess i don't know the eighth house is my least favorite house to describe because i don't even really understand it that well but it's the the, there's modern astrology which is like 
the astrology that everybody hates on, like from the seventies, like boomers, just like, they just like make everything nice and bubbly and positive. And then there's the ancient astrology, which is like recently translated texts from like the Hellenistic era. And they're like very bleak. And they say the, the bad houses are the sixth house, eighth house and 12th. So I don't know the eighth house is and you have Pluto there and that's a far out planet. Everybody that, um, most of us have Pluto and Scorpio, um, Cause that was like in the eighties into the nineties. So yeah, you have Pluto just kind of floating out there. It's kind of sextile your Saturn and Capricorn, but um, Pluto is like, like the, it's like a, an intense outer planet of like the three outer planets are Pluto, Uranus and Neptune. And Pluto is like the planet of death and rebirth. Um, it's a really like intense kind of destructive force. It's like, a, it's kind of like a wrecking ball and Pluto is about to move into Aquarius. So like th- there's, there's a lot of geopolitical stuff like brewing with that. And, and that'll be, interesting I think I heard you happens. mention that, that, uh, uh, the U S is Pluto return is happening now or just happened. And that's interesting with the timing with uh, COVID and everything like that too. Yeah. And Saturn Pluto conjunction. I mean, that's like a whole nother rabbit hole of like um, all of the stuff happening in the 2020s because there's a shitload of like outer planet configurations that are like changing the collective. But when these outer planets like are if they're kind of just floating, you're you're pretty much in the clear. Um you but mean if when they're not conjuncted with something else that would yeah, bring a greater so like, importance to it. Yeah. So like you're so you you, you know, um Linne had Neptune right next to Mars. So Neptune is like coming out to, more down to earth for her on more of a personal level. Um, but for you what that was. Uh for you, it's kind of just floating out there. So, but I mean, if we were to analyze that, it would be like, all right. The, the the transformative forces of death and rebirth are affecting your life related to inheritance inheritances taxes or like shared resources other people's money so hmm. hopefully that answered the question and i yeah, hate describe because like modern astrologers will be like it's the house of the occult it's the house of sex it's the it's the house yeah. of like mystery but the ancient astrologers are like when your father dies and you inherit his estate, you know, it's mm. like old school because they had different. Th- I mean, it was it was more of a thing when it was more of like an aristocratic world, I guess. But but it still it applies today. I mean, people still get inheritances today. Well, the only thing- well real quick, dude, unless there's something important specifically that you'd like to pr- uh, point out that you know maybe interesting or that I should know, I'll turn it over to Joe and Jen so that we can go. Yeah, I mean, thank you, anybody who's listening to this. This guy is great. Um, if you guys get a chance, I would highly recommend doing this. Uh, really appreciate it, Dan. I, uh, th- this was very interesting. I've never understood astrology. I've never given a fuck about it. And but having this broken down like that, it was it was very interesting. And uh, I I didn't find something that was off about what you explained uh, the 2018 to 2022 and it, the whole career. That was fucking mind blowing. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. It's 
I mean, I knew you, I I I know you guys are like fun podcasters. I didn't know if I was gonna maybe get roasted, but <laughs> like you're, no. like you, you're into it. But yeah, my it, no, I'm I, happy to do it. And thanks for letting I me. Like, you, I would do it to your face. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. I'm I'm right. I didn't choose this life. This life chose me, and now I make calendars and. <laughs> <laughs> make youtube videos <laughs> well thank uh, you well, sir and uh definitely have to have you on um another time when we can without doing like a personalized chart i i would love to ask more questions about this so we'll see you next time but you can do your own personal natal chart dan will do that for you what's your website again cosmickeyspodcast.com and again it i'm gonna i'm doing the legit 23 discount code for just anything in the store so if you did want to order the calendar or if you did want to book a session it would be 30 percent off so that'll last for the next month all right well i'll put that in the show notes for sure as well as your uh link tree or whatever you know whatever other links you have but dan is the man go get one of his i mean if you're interested in this stuff and you know what the fuck all these different houses and stuff are get his calendar because that is very helpful I'm buying to know calendar right now exactly Sorry. which day i loved your last calendar yeah an, and, and it's great artwork too it's not just like a calendar of planets and shit no it has artwork for every uh it's beautiful for every month but dude thank you so much we will be chatting with you again soon i'm sure and yeah uh, thanks for having me on here. keep up the great work i like your i i legit listen to your show so um hell yeah <laughs> Thank you so much. I enjoy it. Hey, thank I you for doing it. all of this. I listen to your show. We're just going back. I know and forth. I do too. Yeah, we listen to you too. I love. It's a break from just a lot. Like, uh, people are eating babies and uh, everyone's getting murdered. It's like, okay, well, here's what's happening. We'll tie some truther stuff in with no, astrology, which is what you do. You're what that. I need on Monday mornings when I'm usually hungover is to have a chill voice that sounds like he's high, which is probably <laughs> true. I'm not going to say that's it, my Mercury in Cancer. I'm like, hey, everybody. <laughs> like he's so chill. I'm like, I'm really not that chill, but I I'm really chill. wound up right now. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great night. Uh, thanks everybody on Rockfin Audio, YouTube, everything. We will talk to you soon. Okay.